0: Rugby podcast. I'm Stephen Byrne and over the next while we're going to talk to former Leinster captain Chris Pym. This week it's all about the Lions Tour as Warren Gatlin names his 37-man squad to tour South Africa. We chat about the Irish players that have been included and those who are unlucky to have missed out. We also talk about the balance of the squad through the different positions and who could be the backups should any players be interested and Chris, how are you? Good, yeah. Excellent, call me better. Beautiful. Um, Um Absolutely, it's lovely out there um, We're talking exclusively today Chris, on the podcast about the Lions squad selection uh, for 2021, it's been made in the past hour, um, I'm going to take listeners through it at the moment, we had our predictions ahead of it um, but just to let everyone know that Adam and Jones was named as the tour for the captain as well not really a surprise there I suppose um, but we'll talk about all that in a second, I'm just going to take it through the team now, so there's 16 backs named, they were Josh Adams from Wales Bundy <clears throat> uh, from Connacht uh, Dan Bigger Elliot Daly Gareth Davies Owen Farrell Chris Harris Robbie Henshaw Stuart Hogg Connor Murray Ali Price Lewis Reese, Zamet, Finn Russell Vander Merve, Anthony Watson and Liam Williams and 21 forwards of Tyg Byrne Jack Conan Luke Cowan Dicky, Tom Curry Xander Fagerson Talupe Falatau Tyg Furlong, Jamie George Ian Henderson Johnny Hill and Maro Etoje Alwyn Jones of course he is the captain Wyn Jones Courtney Laws Ken Owens Andrew Porter Sam Simmons Rory Sutherland Justin Tipperick, Maka and Hamish Watson. That is a big squad. It's a 37-man squad, Chris, which is one more than they were going to bring. I was watching the live stream earlier and Warren Gatlin was saying that they felt they needed to bring that extra player so they got permission to do it, um, just the way things balloned out. But in general, Chris, what's your overall reaction, I suppose?
1: Yeah, I suppose um, it was, a lot of it was along predictable lines. There's obviously one or two uh Surprises in there, which you get with every Lions tour, but um, I think overall it's it's a good squad. It's I suppose the makeup is quite interesting in that um, I'm only looking at the back row there. There are actually quite a lot of small men, if that makes any sense in this day and age, and um, so they're clearly looking at um, running around them as through them certainly up front, but I suppose. To counter that, then they've picked uh, surprise, which is probably the biggest surprise in the whole party, was uh, Bondiaki because uh, I think everybody kind of had almost forgotten about him. So, but he'll certainly bring. Uh, he's there for his physical presence and his ability to uh, to run in straight lines and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what they've done there because I suppose you'd have to say Bondiaki and and Rob Henshaw are both really are twelves, but they're both very different styles of twelve. So. It'll be interesting to see how that that one pans out, but I think overall it's it, it's a good side, a big good squad. Um, I suppose from my own perspective, I had Johnny Sexton in the squad, um, but then that would involve leaving Owen Farrell at home, and I suppose that was really one of the big decisions that's been made, um, from the overall dynamic of the squad. But um, you look, I think overall. Uh, say most of it is along predictable lines
0: um, Does it fill you with confidence going into the tour Chris? Um, it was South Africa haven't played competitive rugby since the World Cup which is quite yeah. a stretch um, but they feel um, uh, that's, that's not going to be an issue to get straight back into it it's also an honour for them to be named on a South African team Springboks team to play the lines as well so there's plenty of pride coming from the other side
1: Oh yeah no, that won't be an issue I mean as, as ever, going down to Africa is all about physical presence. They will look to beat us up, and um, we're just going to have to play smarter and be more intelligent when we have the ball. Maybe not kick away as much ball as we have in the past, but then you know I say we have to go around them and set it through them because they're big men, and that's that's always been their go-to. But um, you know, so it'll it definitely be really, really interesting to see what way it goes. And to be honest. We could pick a first 15 today, but it will be a million miles away from what will actually appear in the first test as well. So, um, yeah, look, yeah, it's exciting. And it's. I was, uh, to be honest, I'm just delighted it's going ahead. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And Chris, just to let people know as well, you've been there. You were at the South African Lions Tour. You've been in the middle of those places with that atmosphere and the build-up and
1: everything else. It's quite something. Quite something. Now, obviously, this year there won't be the crowd which is a huge part of the the buzz as well but uh, you yeah, look the whole the, the the physical aspect of the game out there is definitely to another level and i think that's something we'll see as well next year with the south african teams coming into the pro 14 that let that level of physicality um, definitely makes a difference and does change the dynamic of the game so it will be really interesting to see how Obviously, this touring team adapts to that, but also, um, as I say, looking forward to next year with the Africans coming on board here. I think it will certainly make a contribution to the game here as well.
0: It's an unenviable task of trying to put together a squad uh, for with that much pressure on you as well to try and get the right balance, the right number of players. Obviously, they felt they needed an extra head, um, even though they have thirty odd. Um, it's a, it's a tough sort of tankless job, Chris, isn't it?
1: You're never oh, yeah, going to get no, the balance absolutely. right. Yeah, look, and I mean, I think they've gone. I think the split is eleven English, eight Irish, eight Scots, and ten Welsh which, you know, that's all very democratic and looks like it was all... (laughs) It was a bit bit of negotiating going on there that um, sometimes doesn't over necessarily work towards the best overall squad. But, yeah, look, I think Ireland, I suppose, given that they don't have anyone on the coaching panel, probably did well to get eight there, to be quite honest. So, um, and I suppose... Probably the biggest, probably two surprises in there that Porter and Conan both made us. Now, I obviously had Porter in my squad, but uh, Jack Conan, I think, has done well to get in there, given that, um, you know, there's a couple of good players left behind. So, but yeah, will will be really interesting to see how that pans out. Yep. And let's look at the lads that are
0: in. We'll talk about the lads that are out now in a second, Um, or out or didn't make it because they weren't in in the first place. Um, So Conor Murray, we spoke about this last week in our little mini preview of the preview. Um, Conor Murray is there on merit, of course, experience and everything as well, but just there's a huge uh lack of scrum halves and decent scrum halves um, to be considered for the Lions tour as well and then you had um, uh, one of the Youngs pulling out during the week as well yeah. he was I think he was he was going to be brought by the looks of it and was asked by Warren Gatland and declined so Connor Murray definitely there on merit
1: anyway yeah definitely there on merit and as you say Ben Youngs uh, decided not to travel actually didn't travel the last time either so maybe it's just a Lions thing but he he uh, yeah, he's. I think he's a bit of a strange fish off the pitch as well. So, um, I think you know the the three that would be travel: Gareth Davies, Ali Price, and Connor. Um, Connor would definitely look to be in pole position there in the short term. So, uh, but yeah, look, these things obviously change as as a tour as a tour moves along. So, um, be interesting to see how that goes. To be honest, yep. but, yeah, yeah, Connor's certainly there in That's for sure.
0: Robbie Henshaw's had a great season. He's been pretty solid for Ireland and Leinster. Uh, so no surprise there. And Bundyaki gets in um, as well. And you're, he, they're going to be up against the likes of Elliot Daly. Uh, you know, Chris Harris from Scotland is in there as well. He think he's playing for Gloucester at the moment. Um, so there's quite a lot of, uh, what do you call it, competition for places in there as well. But you wouldn't be surprised to see Robbie
1: starting tests. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised and to be honest I wouldn't be surprised to see Owen Farrell playing in the centre either, it really depends on you know, the style of game they're looking to play but um, you know I could still see if there's another injury in that back line, I could still see Johnny getting called out if he gets through the next couple of weeks so it'll be really interesting to see what happens there but yeah, I mean I'm not sure and no disrespect to Chris Harris but um, I can't see him getting near test side at the stage. So that kind of narrows it down a little bit. And as I say, Robbie and Bondiaki both have been playing kind of 12, to be honest. So it really only leaves Elliot Daly there as a genuine out-and-out out 13. And he's played a huge amount of his rugby in the last two or three years at fullback. back So um, that centre mix they have in the centre there is is interesting, you know. And as I say, um it would leave him a little bit light in, the, light in the ground if there was an injury or so. So it would be interesting to see what they do there. But I suppose you could look at uh, Anthony Watson's played a good bit of rugby in the centre as well. So, you know, they probably do have options there. But, yeah, interesting to see. And I suppose uh, Gary Gary Ringos would be a little bit sore this morning. Um, but yeah, I think we've discussed it a couple of times on the podcast that he hasn't really flourish this year but we were kind of hoping to get the trip that that it might have been the sort of place that he would have uh would have started to flourish and could have become the superstar that uh, we all thought he could be but look as i say he's definitely on a reserve list and and uh, by an injury or two if with an injury or two i'd imagine he might still find himself in south africa
0: yeah, uh, they're jumping up and down the streets of Galway this morning at say Bundy Aki in there. Um, that's great for Connacht, Um, great for Bundy as well. Um, there was a bit of talk online before the podcast that, that probably bringing them for physicality and everything, but I sort of tend to agree with you, Chris, they're probably going to try and go over and around <laughs> um South Africa as opposed to through them. Um but Bundy though is one of those players though as well with ball in hand. he can be quite dangerous as well. Um, you know, especially around the tight parts as well. Get getting off get breaking through uh, tackles and and getting himself around the park as well. But we'll have to see how it goes. Interesting that you're talking about um Owen oh, Farrell is listed as a fly half uh, on yeah. the official list as well. But um, interesting chat there about the centres and the balance of that as well. The, the lack of out now thirteens yeah. bar one.
1: Um, yeah, but, definitely. But, and I mean, Henry Slade consider himself very unlucky there. Yeah. I, I had him nailed on. You did. Um, so I, you know, I'm very surprised he would have would have thought he was the best back on display for England this season. And. Um, you know, as I say, he hasn't made it. So, um, yeah, look, I'd be very sore if I was Henry Slade, that's for sure. Absolutely. Tyg
0: forlong and Andrew Porter. Uh, Tyg expected. What a year coming back from injury into the Irish yep. team, flying through for Leinster. And uh, he's heading to South Africa. Happy days.
1: Yeah, brilliant. And, uh, yeah, I think we discussed it as well. I kind of had Porter in there. He was on my squad. And... I think delighted to see him there. And I think he's the kind of guy as well who absolutely flourish on a tour like that. I think it'd be a fantastic opportunity for him. And I suppose he does give the, uh, give the fact that he can cover at loose head if in an emergency. So, you know, that probably didn't do him any harm either. So yeah, look, delighted to see him. Was big fill up for old, old Wesley and uh, played many, many years with his dad. So uh, delighted to see Andrew getting the nod there. Fantastic. And um, they're from around the Tlonegal part of Carlo apparently. That's right, yeah. Carlo, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So can we, for can Carlo we, as well. Yeah, can we claim Andrew as a Tlonegal man? Can we? Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, no surprise with Tyke Byrne um, being named there. Obviously back row and second row cover. Um and you know, just has pretty since with the six nations this year has really stepped up to it. It's been really solid, solid for Munster as well. So
1: no complaints there. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's been superb. He's actually named as the second row, but I see that in the list. Yeah. He, yeah, I'd be very surprised if they play him in the row, particularly against the South African side, where you know he just lacks that little bit of physicality to be a a top class uh, second row. But I, you know, I'd imagine we'll see him at six. And um, but yeah, look, these things all find their own level, but. Yeah, um, I think Johnny Hill consider himself a little bit lucky to get in yeah. there. Now I know James Ryan is probably the one that's lost out, but he hasn't really had a great season since Christmas, and he missed a couple of games through uh, head knocks and stuff. So, um, you know, but James Ryan will obviously be a bit upset that he would have been this time last year. We'd have been talking about him as potential captain of the Lions, never mind traveling. So, um, that you know, so he's had a fairly serious fall from grace in the last year or so so but yeah look hopefully he can uh rebuild and yeah you know, as you say it's going to be a long nine weeks or whatever it is so um a lot can happen between now and then you had Dean Henderson on your list I didn't uh nice call there Chris <laughs> yeah well I think again he's there his leadership he stepped up yep. a good bit with Ireland this year and um I think his kind of leadership qualities and stuff have definitely come to fore. He's been captaining, um, Ulster for a while now, but I think you know he's very much in a leadership role within the Irish setup. And while Johnny was captain, I think um, Ian Henderson was very much his second in command. So, um, yeah, look, delighted to see him make the make the tour. And again, he's probably he probably in there as a dirt tracker. Hard to see him as a starting, uh, Test second row boss. Yeah, look, who knows, there's always one or two bolters come out of a tour like this. And um, you'll definitely be somebody be pushing for a spot in the test, that's for sure absolutely and Jack Conan was a bit of a surprise
0: uh, I hadn't picked him anyway um, obviously he was floating around in the back of our heads I think we brought it, well, I think we touched on his name last week um, as a possible the same as we did with Josh Vander Flair and a couple of those boys um, but fair play to him he's he's in um, he's pretty solid as well um, not most uh, consistent of runs in terms of games and everything but yeah. uh, definitely well, yeah, worthy of bringing one of the
1: things we said about him last week was that he hadn't a huge bank of rugby behind him and that probably might stanch him coming in that he's actually coming into the tour very fresh. And I think as well, I was when I was putting my team before I sent it off last night. I was looking and I was I didn't have a minute, but I was thinking there's very few out and out genuine eights there. You've only got Toby Fallatow. And outside of that, was like, Oh, really, you know, I possibly should be looking at putting Jack in here. Now I didn't in the end, but um I think he's probably there as the probably the only genuine back up eight to Fallatow, whereas Tipperick, Watson, Curry and, and Simmons would be well Simmons can play eight as well. But um, you know, they're are no real out and out ball carrying eight. So I think that will stand to him. And I think he might be a bit of a bolter for the tour as well. So it'll be really interesting to see um whether he can step up because I think I think South Africa might just suit him, you know. Absolutely. Um So let's look at the
0: didn't make it. Uh, James Ryan, of course, and Johnny Sexton have already touched on um just injuries, whatever else it is. James Ryan, obviously, surprised. Ronan Kelleher is um, yeah, so a surprise for me. Yeah, going to
1: be a tough one. They were going mm-hmm. to bring Cowan Dickie on Owens. That was kind of nailed on. I think the third spot, Jamie George, given his history, was starting line on the last tour. Um, that probably stood to him he hasn't had a great season this year his excuse might be he's part of the Saracens set up and they haven't had a huge amount of rugby and maybe that's counted against them so um, but he's there now and you know it would be really interesting to see if he can get back in ahead of Cowan Dickey for the the test because he's clearly a fine player but um, just hasn't been firing this year but certainly and I think probably him as well, just his bit of physical presence. Whereas and Dicky, and Owens are both smaller men, and would actually be, be sorry, would be smaller than um, Kelleher. So I think Kelleher would have been the big hooker going out there, and maybe they felt that just he might have been a bit raw. And but certainly, I would imagine he's he's next in line. So. But yeah, look, I say I had him in mind, but um, Jamie George got in ahead of me there. So no surprise, no surprise, I suppose, really, given his pedigree. Absolutely. Um, Keen Healy,
0: a bit of a surprise. He's been fairly solid. Um, he's got experience. Um, yeah. Yeah. Strange I mean, Suther-
1: one. Sutherland is probably the one who got his spot. when Jones has probably nailed on given the season that Wales have had. And, you know, you've... I'm not saying, but Xander Ferguson and Sutherland have both made it now. The Irish scrum was in absolutely no trouble against Scotland from my memory, and I would have thought we'd a clear edge that day um so I would have both our props ahead of their props, but they've both made the squad. so um, but yeah, I suppose porters benefited from the fact that he has that little bit of uh of a utility a utility prop there and I, I, th- I don't know how close um Kean he Healy would have been, but he didn't have a good game last weekend, which didn't wouldn't have suited him or wouldn't have helped his cause that I think if he had a big game last weekend against La Rochelle, that may have helped them. And I think possibly James Ryan would have been in the same boat that if he was going to squeeze his way in, they needed to have a big game against Shell and they were both fairly quiet, to be honest.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a bit surprised with Hugo Keenan um, being left out of the squad, but he was up against uh, yeah. Wales. Liam Williams. He was up against uh, yeah. Stuart Hogg. Stuart Hogg was always going to go. Um, yeah. uh, Liam Williams, of course, there on merit as well. Uh, it's just a, it's just a balance, I think, of the of the backs yeah. in the
1: squad as well. Yeah, again, you're coming back to the Scottish connection there, and vandermeer he's in my book bloody lucky to be there yeah i don't think he get in the leinster team never mind get on the uh, irish team so and he's going as a lion on the basis of obviously um great Townsend and has, has has had a big input there uh but i mean i think vandermeer and chris harris would be two fairly ordinary players to be honest but I might be a little bit biased, <laughs> just the that and we're allowed we're, we're allowed to be um mm-hmm. Peter O'Mahony, I'm
0: not terribly surprised about um mm-hmm. but probably a bit more surprised uh um about um her other monster South African man uh, being excluded as well uh, standard. standard yeah like yeah. he's had a, yeah. a solid season um it would have been a nice free trip home um all that sort of yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah.
1: But, uh, I wouldn't have had him in there, and he didn't make it. So um, I don't think it's any particular s- surprise. I think what he brings to the party is fairly limited. I, yes, he gives you hard yards, but um, you yeah, have out to do that. I think Conan does it as well, and he's just a little bit more dynamic. And I say Curry and Simmons can both play eight So you know, I think they really had a lot of options, and. Yeah, look, I don't think he'll be overly surprised, but I'm not super, certainly not surprised not to see him there.
0: And, of course, Gary Ringraw's been left out. We already have touched on that as well, at the lack of 13s or out and out 13s yeah. on the squad as well. I um, just have yeah. a
1: sneaking feeling we might see him out there yet.
0: yeah. Yeah, that's it. Let's just remind people we should take it with a pinch of salt. We've seen Manny's, the Lions tours where four or five players get injured during training Um, and then the plane is starting to fill up um, with fellas following out as well. So keep Johnny Sexton in your minds, Gary Ringrose, and uh, a couple of other players as well. You never know. um,
1: I think there was a poster somewhere. I can't remember. Was it the last tour or the previous tour where they took a, like a, Promotional shot for five. There was five players in the squad, and uh, not one of them ended up travelling through injury and whatever different reasons. So you don't want to be in any of the pre- press releases for uh, advertising <laughs> the tour between now and then because it's like a dead nail. So uh, we just keep an eye on that one. But I think Keith Earls was actually in one of them, and I'm trying to think who the rest of them were, but of guys who got injured and didn't travel but uh, yeah just it on that one, it, does have
0: it, ha- it happened with an Aer Lingus plane as well um, they got it wrapped with the Irish rugby stuff and uh, three of the players that ended up on it uh, oh, really? was had started to be dropped nearly completely no. at that stage it's just a timing thing you know you you, yeah. you pick your horses and back them and then exactly you know yeah. things take time and yeah it all goes yeah. on um, so Chris uh, yeah just going through your list here as well um I, I couldn't name it all out um, but it just in terms of let's look through the different people where are you most surprised out of your own picks versus um, what was officially announced today um, yeah, you're, fair, you're really fairly surprised. spot
1: on in the in yeah, the main. I'm not really surprised I mean I'd 30 out of the 37 names so I don't even know, I only named 36 obviously but um you know, they're not huge surprises. I'm not surprised Jamie George got in ahead of um um Kian Ke- Keller, of, ahead of Bronagh Keller. Um, but I was just being a little bit patriotic there, probably. Um, I am surprised Ringrose didn't make it. Um, but then again, we've kind of spoken about why he was obviously in danger and under threat. And I think with a Scottish backs coast in there, um he was going to get a couple of scots in there and he's done that i think absolutely we touched on the fact that hugh keenan was unlucky and but again i was struggling really to get him into my side even even when when i was picking the squad um and obviously i had sexton in there ahead of farrell they were two big characters whether bringing both of them on tour or not was going to be the question i think owen farrell has won that round or at least won it for now so it will be really interesting to see how Farrell adju- adjusts to, based on current form, he's the third choice 10. Um. So And, you know, somebody who's used to being a leader, it'll be really interesting to see how that all pans out. So, yeah, look, he's, you know, that was obviously a big call, boss, and then outside of that, obviously, I had Ryan in there and Johnny Hill, Possibly a little bit lucky. I'm not sure Johnny Hill's done a whole lot during the season to warrant getting in ahead of Ryan. But then you could say the same about James Ryan as well. So he possibly was a little bit unlucky. And I suppose the other one, which we haven't touched on yet, was obviously in the back row. I had Sam Underhill in my So did I. And he hasn't appeared anywhere. And I think it's probably right, given the season that's been in it that you pick the guys who played. Now you can make the same case for Sam Simmons. But, um I think picking two non Six Nations back rowers in Alliance squad might just have been a little bit much to stomach for a couple of the other nations. So that may well have counted against Underhill. And you do have Curry Tipperick and Watson, who all clearly deserve to go, who are out and out sevens. So, But, you know, again, don't be surprised in a month's time if you see Sam Sam on the hill running out onto the pitch. So, um, you know, he can't, he, I wouldn't say he was too far away. I, I, there with yeah, that's
0: absolutely. Um, I suppose... The extended panel, then we'll call it. <laughs> yeah. There's so many different positions and anyone can get injured. We were talking about this uh, yeah. a couple of seconds ago. Um, uh, realistically, from the Irish players, um, who will get call ups? Uh, I know this is probably a weird question because there's so many positions, I suppose, yeah. um, and th- things are different. Uh, out halves wise, will Johnny Sexton get the nod? If anything happens, like yeah. likes of Farrell, or if they lose a centre and they put Farl into 12, or I don't know, they yeah. start switching stuff around.
1: Yeah, it'd be really interesting to see. I would have thought, it's kind of hard to know because it really depends on what their leadership group is and how that's going to work. But if Johnny was on the tour, he would have been absolutely one of the leaders, one that he definitely would have been in that leadership group. Uh, but that would have been as your starting 10. You can't see Johnny being second fiddle to anybody. So he's probably, you know, he may be, I know I started by saying it the other way. He may be less likely to call out on the basis that he's not going to be anybody's backup. He would be your leading and starting 10, whereas you've made decision not to make him your starting 10. Well then to bring him out afterwards as technically fourth choice. And then you slot him in as your leader. That's, you know, that's kind of counter... It doesn't seem yeah. as soon as counterintuitive. So, he'd probably less likely to travel on that basis. But then, again, if if an injury occurred, it would depend, I suppose, how early it appeared um, on the tour. So, yeah, look, hard to know with that one. But I think somebody like Hugo Keenan can't have been very far away. And certainly, he would give you that flexibility if he was flown out that he can cover. He could probably cover 13, 14, 11, and 15. Yeah. And Absolutely. so he would give you that level of cover so he's probably not too far away in the event of an injury
0: um, Yeah, I imagine they're told that ahead of time as well, just keep your calendar free Yeah, um, no, no, You know, I think
1: did he contacted 57 players or something and asked them to be to clear their calendar on the view so <laughs> if you're in that remaining 20, you know you are literally an injury away from from a call up, so it'll be interesting to see I suppose with COVID, never it'll be interesting to see how they manage that coming in and out of camp thing. So, uh, but it'll be interesting to see if guys can all get jabbed and stuff before that as well. So um, that's a, probably be a question that's going to be asked somewhere along the line as well.
0: Yeah, it, and this year, I suppose compared to any other year, Chris, you're not going to get a phone call on your family holiday in Greece. Yeah. Um <laughs> to fly back to Ireland, yeah. grab your gear and head on to London or whatever it is. It'll be different. I suppose if you're a scrum half Chris uh floating around um and one of them gets injured, say Connor or whoever, um it's very hard to pick spares for yes, that. No, that it obviously was, there was, a lot. I saw on social media there during
1: the week there was a lot of talk about um cooney and whether he might just get a surprise call up so yeah look he might be a million miles away so yeah if you're a scrum half i'd certainly have my uh my bag packed and wouldn't be making any plans to go to go anywhere just in the short term so yeah it could be a bit of a bolter there definitely for sure so and as i say yeah um john cooney might not be a million miles away Chris,
0: you've been there, um, and you've spent your time out on that tour as well as a supporter and everything as well. Uh, Like, obviously, it's not going to be the same crowds-wise and everything. I know there's a couple of bits and pieces still up in the air about all that, but um, is it still going to be the spectacle we rugby people all know and love uh, at the end of the day? We're still going to get sucked into it on the TV. Yeah, look,
1: we'll get sucked into it on the TV, but I mean, I don't think anything anywhere in the world matches alliance tour with the traveling support and you know i mean basically the anywhere they go they outnumber the crowd five to six to seven to one because such is the numbers that one travel and two manage to get tickets to the game so it is uh that that spectacle is obviously going to be gone and will be difficult to match that so Uh, But look, yeah, it'll still be great TV, I'm quite sure. And, you know, we've seen loads of really good games this season without the crowd being there. So, um, yeah, look, we'll we'll work around that. And it's certainly as a supporter, it's a price worth paying if we can get these, um, you know, these games to go ahead.
0: Absolutely, well we're looking forward to it Chris um, it's always a great spectacle um, every four years and uh, there's lots to still happen between now and then, who knows Johnny Sexton, Gary Ringrose could be flying out, we don't know what's going to happen there's always injuries and stuff, you always have the heartache as well of the Jerry Flannery's of the world getting injured on the training paddock and having to board a plane two days later, that's going the opposite direction, it's uh, it's heart wrenching stuff
1: Yeah, for sure
0: Absolutely, Chris we're looking forward to it and thanks a million for talking to us on the Knock On that's our Lions selection uh, chat, it was today it was named the Lions Tour 37 lads have been picked, one more than their usual number I suppose uh, by Warren Gatland Um, and uh, I suppose we're happy enough with the Irish guys that are on it as well but lots to happen between now and when the tour starts as well, Chris Pym thanks for talking to us
1: Pleasure, thanks Stephen
0: That was former Leinster captain Chris Pym. I'm Stephen Byrne and that's it from the Knock On Rugby podcast on scoreline.ie. Don't forget to visit scoreline.ie for more on rugby. And of course, if you're into GAA, we've got the Clash Act podcast. We've got all things MMA and lots more. Talk to you soon.